Hey, New Orleans Pelicans fans. Welcome back to the Protecting Us podcast, your podcast for the New Orleans Pelicans and the city in general trying to put everything on hold. With me, your host, Chris Dotson, covering the Pelicans and Saints for Forbes Sports, covering the rest of the NBA and some other general culture topics over at musicmoviesandhoops.com. Y'all come check us out. Just did an interview with Bob Pettit, LSU legend, NBA Hall of Famer, one of the best players to ever do it on the top 75 list. He's going to be an ambassador for the NBA during their 75th NBA season. But he's done settled down. He's a Pelican season ticket holder. He's settled down. He pretty much just watches a few shows and some basketball on TV. That's about it. If you want to know the rest of what he does, again, go check out that article. But today, today Pelicans fans, we're going to talk about Jonas Valanciunas settling down to the, to the team. The team may be settling down in the market and signing him to a $30 million extension. And you might say, what do you mean settling down? Isn't this just a bit more like deja vu? And I'd say not so much. This ain't the Steve Adams signing. For this growing contingent of skeptical fans of the Pelicans, y'all, y'all might have got hit with that Adams-sized dose of deja vu just hours before the season opening tip-off. But look, the Pelicans and Jonas agreed on this two-year, $30 million extension, bringing him up here for this season, next season, and the season after. It's just another shrewd move by the front office to hoard assets and hedge bets. And it immediately looks like a bargain. I mean, he's one of the top ten centers in the league. Some might even say top eight, top five. He's a fringe all-star. And Jonas Valanciunas, I'd say he's going to provide immediate production on the court. He did in that first game against the Philadelphia 76ers. He grabbed 12 rebounds, just helping clear the boards. We kept up with Philadelphia as best we could on that end of the court. We just lost them more on foul shooting, and then they got hot from three. They shot 20 free throws. We had nine. Like, that was ridiculous. But to stay on track today, again, we're going to talk about Jonas here and how this extension not only increases his value on the trade market, it's going to give us immediate short-term results on the court, and he could prove to be the starting center of the future and let the team move on from Jackson Hayes, depending on Jackson Hayes' development. Because he's going to cost a lot. He's coming up. Jackson Hayes could get a contract extension after this season, a rookie deal extension. The Pelicans could always just pick up his fifth-year option, see how it works out. But that gets expensive. And Jonas might be less, cost less than Hayes. And Hayes might be doing the same job as Willie Hernan Gomez, who's only going to cost $2 million, where it'd be 10 or 12 for Jackson. So this contract really gives a team – it bought them an extra two years – really, of sitting to see where Jackson Hayes can go with his development. And he's going to fit. Jonas is going to fit better in New Orleans than Adams. It's a similar extension to Adams, but the Pelicans proved last year that that was just a wonky fit. Adams just didn't provide the same spacing. And and it seems like the whole league is admitting Valanciunas is better than Adams because it took Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and some picks to Memphis just to get that deal done. So, I mean, it was even such a questionable, like, move uh, with the Pelicans, the way the narrative is around this team, that Valanciunas was questioning just how he would fit and and how he would get comfortable in the city if he would like it, how the coaching staff would be and all that. He, He said all this after he signed. So it's not like I'm going out on no branches here. But he, for his motivation, he said it was good for him to decide he wanted to stay here. If they wanted to keep me, he'd be really happy to stay here. I think that's why they got a, a deal done that is really below market value. Jonas has never really tested the open waters of free agency. 
maybe that's his choice. Maybe he just needs a better agent. But I'm glad for now that we've got Jonas on our side. And then he said, from a coaching standpoint, they understood me and what I do, which is great to hear. We've tried to fit square pegs and round holes before. Josh Hart's still trying to get out of that. As long as his coaching staff understands that Jonas was the best player on a playoff team last year and kind of plays to his traits, plays to his talents. I'm sure they'll do that with Zion when Zion comes back. But Jonas can step out to the three-point line. We can still play with point Zion and let Jonas do the best that he's ever done. He had a career last year. He could do the same this year. But he said, look, we have great teammates. He does. They've welcomed me. The organization had been great in helping him out and made it feel like he'd been here for a long time. So he wanted to come back. He wanted to stay here for more than one season. And New Orleans needs Jonas Valanciunas to play a bigger role this year and going forward. And that's that's especially with Zion, you know, working his way back to fitness after that foot surgery. But Jonas should be up to the task. He averaged 17.1 points, 12.5 rebounds, 28 minutes last year, playoff team. He's really probably the reason they got into that playoff play-in situation. And while it would be easier for critical fans to stomach these deals for new starters after seeing them in action, Jonas was better statistically than Steve Adams on the boards. He provides more spacing. He's a more respected shooter. He'll have more gravity pulling the defense away from the paint when he's not occupying the low block, working the nail, working the elbow. And he could pass out of the elbow in them low block situations, so... Even in that first game, you saw how he was. Jonas was being very, very adamant. He was doing a lot of communicating. He was doing a lot of talking on defense, but also on offense. People were cutting more when he was on the floor. If it was just Brandon Ingram and four other people, you didn't see as much movement. Jonas got on the court and he was telling people where to go, where to cut before he got the ball, and that's that's a big part of his veteran leadership. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how that goes forward and how valuable that is to the team especially when they can't they can't trust Jackson Hayes in big moments playing a bulk of the minutes. Jackson just doesn't have the nuance of the game. He didn't grow up in it the same as Jonas did. And that's why Valanciunas is a necessity for this team that wants to have playoff uh, uh, aspirations and expectations. Coach Green even said, look, Jonas is a big-time enforcer on both ends of the floor. Willie Green played against Jonas in his last years, Jonas's first year. And he he said, Jonas, he's added a lot to his game. He's added a lot. He can shoot the three ball now. He's a dominant force down low. He creates offense for himself and his teammates so he can run plays through him. Willie Green said, Jonas is going to be a luxury to have. But really, again, he's a necessity. He's very much a necessity because he's a better player individually. He's a better player to help this team's development because he's just smarter. He plays a different game. He's going to help them go forward, be more flexible with a cap sheet. And I think we're going to get a season of all-star production. And that's going to be paired with that security control of the contract extension. That's going to help him feel like, yeah, if they move me, they're going to move me to a contender. But until then, he can really help this team become a contender. He buys the Pelicans more time. And, and, and really, it, it, it buys them another outlet on offense. It gives Zion and Brandon Ingram another crutch on defense. And again, not to keep harping on it, but for any critics, Valanciunas is going to be making 14, 15, 16 million, depending on what year these next three years, the way his contract's structured. Would you rather be paying him that, or would you rather give Kristaps Porzingis 31 million, Kevin Love 31 million, Al Horford 27 million, Nikola Vucevic 24 million, 
You can't be doing that cripples your contract, uh, your salary cap. So this front office, they didn't get burned. They just got themselves a bargain. Like I say, they're hedging bets. Speaking of hedging bets, if you want to go over to the best place to bet, it is DraftKings Sportsbook. They're doing everything they can to be the best in the game and bring you the best odds, the best deals. And what they got going on right now is wonderful if you're an NFL fan. What they got is if you bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and they do, you win $200 in free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yep, yep, winning, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, Louisiana, it's going to be here soon. DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everybody can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. That's right. And you can get all new customers. DraftKings gives all new customers a free shot at a millions of dollars in total surprises when they put their first deposit up. So, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Just bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If you win, you win with promo code TBPN. We got bars this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. You got bets. The official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So look, you can bet we're going to be keeping coming back with the Protect the Nest podcast, bringing you everything we can. And back on this Jonas Valanciunas contract extension, we just went over like Porzingis, Vucevic, Horford, how much they're getting paid. Look, even if those players are slightly better, are they that many millions of dollars better? How much would it cost to replace Jonas or the spot previously occupied by Steven Adams and his contract on the open market? Would a comparable talent be available for our starting roster? Probably not. All these questions were asked and answered before they ever, the Pelicans ever even made an offer to Jonas. And, and New Orleans, they had plenty of options moving forward, but they had to be. They've been very active since Griffin come in and traded Davis, traded Drew Holiday. Did all that. If there was a better starting center on the market, you might be thinking of Miles Turner, Sabonis, something like that. They might have cost more. They wanted more contract. The salary cap wouldn't have been as flexible, and this team still got to be looking at that flexibility going into Zion's second contract more than anything. If Jonas can become the starting center for the next few years, one, it saves them a lot of money, time, trouble. And it might be a sign that the Pelicans are finally settling down in the trade market just a bit. They're going to develop more of that core. And they start going to not tinker so much with the big pieces. Once they lock Zion up, they will have their core of Zion, Brandon Ingram, Nikhil, Jonas, and Trey Murphy. I really believe Trey Murphy is going to play himself into being in that core. They'll all be there. And we'll see where Devontae Graham and the rest of them go. When that happens and what happens, however it happens, the only thing that really dictates how the Pelicans and Valanciunas move forward on this contract just comes down to playing winning basketball. And Jonas admitted this. He said, going into the season, we, the team, they've got something to prove that they could be really good, prove that they can learn how to win games together. And he believes they're able to do that. He said they'd have the talent. The coaching staff's been really good. They just have to put in the work come together and win some games and all this other stuff, all this other bickering, 
all the other critics and skepticism ought to fall by the wayside. So, until we're able to really judge this team, and Jonas is going to have the toughest week to start out as far as assignments because he's got Vucevic and all of them in Chicago. He just got dealt with Joel Embiid. And then he's got to deal with Carl Anthony Towns twice in two road games, two nights up in Minnesota, and that'll be the end of our trip to the land of the Great Lakes. And that'll also be the end to Jonas's first week, second week nightmare of welcome to the Pelicans. This is what we're going to need you to do in the playoffs. We get to see that now, the first few games. And just be patient. Jonas is going to eat. He's going to eat. I'm about to go eat. Y'all check out Ancora Pizzeria down on Ferret Street. They got some great, uh, like, these, I call them rice balls. Arancini, they got the shrimp little dish. The, uh, they got the great pizza that you can't overlook. But they got everything, man. Just go check them out. It's not a huge menu. You can dip. You can dabble. You can get you a bottle of wine. You'll be fine. So until next time, protect the nest. Throw us a five-star review. Thank you for everybody listening. Talk to you after we beat Chicago.